What up, thugs? This podcast's on that shit that's got Hatsune Miku screaming like a dial-up modem trying to download Roblox. That shit ain't nothing to me. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Super Despair Hour. Uh, today the show is going to be, uh, today the show is going to die, and it's going to reincarnate in another world where we'll hit, uh, max level and we'll become very overpowered and we'll we'll be surrounded by like a harem of like beautiful cat girl maids who are like inexplicably attracted to like z-list podcasters uh it's gonna be great uh dave do you prefer ray or asuka um asuka usually but also how did you know about my dream i didn't tell i didn't tell you about that oh that's everyone's dream that's been everyone's dream for like the last 20 years i think hmm yeah well okay fair enough then it's hard for me to pick one between ray and asuka because i kind of i actually i i watched evangelion for like the first time like just uh just two or three weeks ago and it was like it's been a big disconnect because i've been exposed to that show like just through meme culture for like 20 years and like every two or three episodes i would like point at the screen i'd be like i've seen that gift before i've seen that and it's like oh it's something totally different than what i it's thought it's a it's be. a pretty it's a pretty decent series um i don't quite understand the obsession with it um but you know i i liked it i thought it was interesting weird ending but yeah i don't know yeah, maybe i, I just watched, didn't get it i watched both the anime and the the end of evangelion movie and the the ending was weird in both cases um yeah i i don't know a ton of the history behind it how it got super popular out here but i know i think in in if i was to take a stab at it i think it's probably just one of those cases where where like oh this is the show that spawned like the type of waifu character that a bunch of people have just been arguing over for like 20 years yeah, that could be it. Um, the reason I liked it, I thought it was cool because it um, the the angels were like really weird and and kind of different. It wasn't just like some anthropomorphic evil demon thing. Like one of them is a fucking triangle. Like that's that's kind of freaky. I, that's I like my it. favorite one. It's like a big fucking cube with like the drill at the bottom and it had like a big fuck you laser. It was yeah, really- yeah, 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 yeah. In, in in if aliens came down, they wouldn't be like octopuses or like um, big, big, spindly human-looking things. It would probably be like a fucking triangle that just fucked your shit up. Yeah, for real. It's it. It was pretty good. It was a fun watch. Uh, because viewers are gonna want to know. I'm not sure if I have a preference between the two, but I feel like I am Asuka. Mainly when we're recording the podcast. As soon as we're done recording, I go back to being Ray. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of forget. But I, I actually remember Ray more than Asuka. I my my first exposure to Ray was the somebody did a meme where they edited a video of Ray and Asuka like arguing in an elevator, but they dubbed it with like this person arguing about oh you can't use the big gulp cup at Seven Eleven for for Slurpees or something like that. You totally can. I don't I don't know what kind of. Yeah, you totally can. Asuka, Asuka to. was in the wrong with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's no. That's that's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> this was this is a uh, one hell of a preamble. Uh, to to get to the point, today we're talking about weebs or or weeboos or or to- or to- I can't talk or otakus or any number of names we have for for people who are really into Japanese media, especially people who don't live in Japan themselves. Yeah, a, a very interesting subset of humans. Um, 
And, and there's a lot of them out there, and there's a, there's a lot to say about them. Yeah, a lot of people like anime these days. Uh, it could be someone you know. It could be someone you love. It might even be someone who's listening to this podcast right now. Uh, but, you know, there there are solutions. Uh, you can get help. Thing, there is a better world out there. <laughs> yeah, talk to your children about being into anime a little bit too much. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll, we'll we'll start off uh, a little bit like the last episode where let's let's get some terms out of the way. What what do we mean when we call people weebs? Like what what is a weeb? So a weeb to me is um, I I would say that a weeb is somebody who is a little bit too interested in um, Japanese media in particular um, without knowing anything about Japan as an actual place that exists in the world. Um, Almost, if you will, a fetishization of Japanese culture in a very specific and targeted way. For sure. Like, uh, when I think of the term, I think I'm on the same page as as you, where I think there's definitely a degree of, like, uh, there's a bit of an ignorance and there's a bit of, like, an overconsumption thing. Like, there's a difference between people who just consume anime or manga or maybe other, like, Japanese, like, video games or or things or just their pop culture in general versus, like, actual weebs. Kind of like how a lot of people enjoy video games, but there's a, a really specific image that comes to mind when we talk about like capital G gamers, you know? Yeah, I mean? and that will be that will be a later episode that I was thinking about today and I was gonna I, I'm sure we talked about this before, but I was going to uh DM you about that. because uh, I, I was thinking about the capital G gamers today as I was thinking about um the capital W Weeaboos, which I, I think you could use a lowercase w for that. There, there's no, <laughs> there's no, um, what's the word? There's there's no ambiguity when it comes to talking about weeaboos. Yeah, certainly. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, there there might actually be a little bit of ambiguity because I feel like we can we can break the the weeaboo culture down into multiple groups of people, or like you could say that there's a there's a spectrum. Of being into Japanese media, right? Yeah, spectrum is a very interesting word to use. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think the people we'll be talking about today are, are no strangers to spectrums. Uh, your hosts included, by the way. <laughs> so so don't get on our ass about that. <laughs> yeah, my myself included. I'm, I'm not I'm not shitting on any of our fellow spectrum being on homies. We we love uh, you all. We stand sure. in solidarity <laughs> with you. This is actually the number one podcast on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, some sort of spectrum, at least multiple. The 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 despair spectrum. We'll we'll coin that ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll suss that out later. Right. So, uh, I I would be on the same page here. I think there's there's a degree of both like overconsumption. Like maybe you enjoy this media a little too much without knowing without knowing about the culture that it comes from. Or maybe uh, you consume it in an unhealthy way. Maybe you let it take over your life a little bit. Uh, maybe it goes from collecting like a single like figurine of a character you really like to like splattering your walls in, in posters of your favorite uh, like 14-year-old cat girl or something, which, you know, that that's the point where you gotta reel it back a little bit if you ask me. 
Well, yeah, I, and I, th I think that's one of the biggest points is that there is a conflation with um, the anime world and people thinking that is a place that really exists in the world, um, being Japan in this case, where um, they think Japan is not like, you know, a country where people live and do normal human stuff, just like the U.S. or Canada or England or France or wherever the fuck they live. Uh, they they think of it as this magical land, this magical anime land where um, you know harems exist and everybody is is doing cool like samurai shit and Naruto runs and they're all very it, it, everything's everything's magical and cool. They, they and think all yeah. of Japan is like Akihabara and like made cafes and like uh, anime studios. And, and and they do exist. Like that's a thing, but that's. Uh, I, I mean, I guess the analog you can make is uh, like watching um, American movies and thinking everything is like L.A. or New York, which is what 99% of movies are set in. Yeah, that's that's another funny thing. If you watch enough anime, eventually you'll come across like the American character in that who always looks like a. Uh, like that guy from Yu-Gi-Oh with like the America ha uh, headband and he looks like a biker and he's like seven feet tall. <laughs> to be fair, that is what everybody in the United States looks like, myself included. <laughs> true, true. They, they've got us on that one. Uh, yeah, it, there, there's that ambiguity where every character in anime looks a little like culturally or uh, like ambiguous. Like a lot of them, a lot of people read anime characters as white people until they depict an actual like American foreigner on the screen where it's like, oh, okay, that's how they see us. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love when there is an American character and you're in, you're watching the, uh, the Japanese audio one and uh, they have a, clearly a dude who speaks zero English, like reading the voice lines and they're just like, hey, what's up? Buddy, okay, man, let's fucking go. I'm going to <laughs> I, fight you now. I, I I don't know if you're familiar, but um, that the best example of that to me is um, fucking uh, oh god, what was his name? The old man, uh, not Jotaro, his his father in in part three, uh, whatever. <laughs> in, in, guy, in JoJo, yeah, JoJo part three. So I man. I have to I have to be up front. And I'm I'm very sad about this. I'm gonna rectify this at some point in the future. I have not watched JoJo other than the memes. I I want to. I want to get around to that, but I I haven't. I haven't. So I'm oh, sorry. that's devastating. I'm, I, know, I already feel I devastated. I've I've destroyed all my weeb credibility because I've got a brain fart and I forgot the old man old man's name. But yeah, he, so we're both he fucking really... up here, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. That that yeah, uh, JoJo has some some great gratuitous English in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love that. I th I think it's 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 hilarious. I uh, it makes me makes me proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. <laughs> Everybody, every American should aspire to be the American that Japanese people think you are. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. So I, I think I think we're on the same page for like what a, a weeb is. Uh, and I guess in the context of this show, we're mostly talking about uh, fans of JP Media, like as we know them out here in the West, as as some people would call it out in out out in North America, because there's yeah, yeah. definitely 
uh, Japan has its own uh, culture of these people, the the otaku culture, which a lot of people think, oh, that just means you're like a big nerd for something. But th- there's definitely a, a lot more of a social stigma to it out there than people might realize. <laughs> yeah, that's more of a, well, I'm sure there's an overlap here, but um, from what I understand, an otaku there is 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 more of a, is, is like there's the hikikomori, um, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, which um, that's an actual like never leaves their house and only consumes media and their mom feeds them like they're they're shut in ramen. Yeah, yeah, they're shut ins. But like in otaku also, they might live a somewhat normal life, but um, they are their life still revolves around um, watching anime, playing video games, collecting figurines, stuff like that. Right. And when we talk about otakus, we mostly think about like um, anime and manga and those sort of of fandoms. But from what I understand, you can be an otaku for basically anything in Japan. Like there, there was a a story I read recently about train otakus who this, uh, uh, this guy got into a, a beef with, there was this like white guy who lived out in Japan. He like owned like a Mexican restaurant or something. And he was just like riding his bike down the street and he like ruined this, like uh he like photobombed this uh, train coming down the road and a bunch of like train otakus who were like waiting there with their cameras, like almost got into like a, a big street fight with them because he, he ruined their photo. And it's very funny. That is amazing. I mean, I, I do like trains. I, I I respect the train otakus. Like keep it keep. I I am I will say uh, based and train pilled as they are too. But I wouldn't get see, mad I, at somebody for um for for photo bombing my train pick. See, I like trains, but I don't I don't think either of us likes trains as much as the train train otakus because those guys are like an actual menace. Like from what I've heard, they will uh. Like they've cut down like public trees just because they were in the way of the shot they wanted to take of a train as it was coming by and just stuff like that. And a lot of people out there apparently hate them. Okay, I thought you were gonna say they were like eco terrorists and they were like, oh, we can't build a railway here because there's a tree. And and in that, well, that, is that an eco terrorist? That, that, that's a all right. That's a weird intersection. But um, you think yeah, there are no, like that's, eco that's terrorism otaku's out there. <laughs> It's like an eco-terrorism, but only for trains. Someone who makes like fucking J-pop music videos with like Ted Kaczynski or some shit. Like, I mean, there's, it's just like rule 34. There's probably, that person probably exists. Yeah, I I heard they're really into arts and crafts and and DIY putting things together. I wonder what they're up to nowadays. I don't know. I I heard they're really into farming because they were buying a shit ton of fertilizer for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Where were we going with this? Right, there can be otakus for anything. Um, But we're we're talking mostly about about weebs, otakus, that sort of people, uh, as we know them out here in North America. Uh, and I, I wanted to, to lay some groundwork here. So like, what what's the what's the appeal of Japanese media? Like, wh- why has this one one country uh, managed to export so much of its pop culture out here? Like, we, we don't really see a ton of people who are like, obsessively into like Turkish, like animation or like French, like comic books or something. So well, like, what, what what's the appeal of anime and manga to, to people out out on our side of the pond? Well, well, to speak to that thing, I think um, there is actually a historical precedent to that, which is like post-war, um, post-World War II, 
Japan, which was very, um, you know, America really got its claws in there. And um, in uh, uh, for for that, like um, the West Im- uh, exported a lot of shit to them, but also there were cultural imports as well. So um, I think this has been going on for quite a while. Um, and there's definitely some things that have been around for quite a bit, but um, also th- this is this is a theory that you know people might get pissed about but like i think there was a lot of um a relative lack of quality as far as animation went um in in the west in you know the 80s and 90s or something like that um whereas japan has has consistently put out bangers for a while and once that gets brought out here and localized like it's it's pretty appealing like there's a lot of good shit let's not let's not uh let's not lie about that there's 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 some really good stuff that um that i definitely grew up with watching without any real knowledge of japan or japanese culture or anything like that so that's definitely a a a stepping stone or a portal into um you know japan and and getting curious about that for sure i want to i want to expand a little bit on the first thing the the historical side of things where uh yeah after world war ii there was a lot of like uh cross-cultural stuff going on but uh the, the funny thing is around around that period around in the 1950s some of the earliest anime from what i know it was inspired a lot by like the the early uh disney animations around the time which oh I guess true, that ties true, well true yeah into yeah, our yeah. last episode um yeah like w- one of the one of the classic uh animes that was around then was uh was astro boy which was like directly inspired by some uh of disney's early animations back that then, is actually you know? <laughs> the one yeah that's the one i was thinking of when i uh when i went on my previous tirade is astro boy was definitely one of the, like w- before my time for sure but i am oh yeah that's like with o- that's yeah. old school <laughs> yeah yeah like old school old school but um yeah, yeah, like yeah, astro boy right. there was also a uh, speed racer there was um yeah Kimbra, the, the white lion somebody did a, a huge youtube essay on that one <laughs> i think it was i think it was a big joel thing no i think that was um it was it was adam from your movie sucks oh no oh, oh yeah it might, it might be yeah I'm, he did like I'm a conflating. multiple hours long thing about Kimbra, and i remember watching it at some point that uh god that show is so much more racist than you can imagine <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely watched that video, but I kind of forget everything about it. So th- I'll definitely revisit that. Well, that that that's just kind of what happens with the the YouTube video essay, like mm. you you just kind of it's in one ear and one out the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it happens. There's a lot of good shit out there. You know, you can't you can't. No, remember no it all. disrespect to my beloved video essay uh, homies out there, but you know, I I consume a lot of this stuff very passively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the, well, the same with anime. Yeah, for sure. Well, some anime. Uh, so that <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I wanted to expand. On the historical note, but I am going to agree. I think uh, when you say that there's a lot of good shit they've got in their animation that we don't out here, I think uh, Japanese media really fills this like niche that we we really don't have in like our own pop pop culture out here. At least I think it's starting to appear out here now. But definitely when I was a kid, like throughout the '90s and like 2000s. Um, I think when we look at animation in the U.S., it's very much relegated to like, okay, this is a thing for kids. It's meant to be funny. Yep. It's meant to be yep. not 
very serious. It's not meant. It's meant to be like inoffensive. It's it's supposed to not piss off like the the Christian PTA moms or whatever. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's like some some animation for adults too, but it's all like just like crude sitcom shit, like The Simpsons and Family Guy and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna date myself on multiple levels here because that, that was definitely something that struck me about um, the one that comes to mind uh, first is I remember when I was when I was a kid when I was probably in like middle school. I used to sit out in um, the sun porch at my family's house and I would watch TV till the wee hours of the night. And um, there were shows that were like on Comedy Central and shit like that. Stuff like really obscure shit like Duck Man or The Tick, which were made for um, made for for adults. And that was just so novel to me. Like, it was just like, this, what? Cartoons? I remember both of those. Yeah. Duckman, not so much, but I remember The Tick. Yeah, and, and there was other shit, too. And I'm I'm thinking of uh, the one that, the other one that came to mind was, ha- have you seen Heavy Metal, the movie? God, I know what you're talking about. I've seen, like, clips of it. I haven't sat down and properly watched it. I need it's to check super, it out. Yeah, it's like it a has super a really bizarre neat style to it. Uh, yeah, very cool, like gritty old like 90s comic book style to it um but it looks like rob liefeld if he was good <laughs> yes <laughs> that, that's that's a really that's a really good way to put it um, uh, subscribe and leave a comment if you're also uh, a based and anti liefeld pilled uh a little girl or something i don't know <laughs> yeah but but the, the, it always seemed like a novelty in a sense um just because like you know in in the west cartoons are for kids and and um in live action shows are for adults um for 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 the most part but i do remember at the same time in that same era when i was watching like late night tv as a as a preteen, um there was a an advertisement for akira the movie, which I, I'm gonna assume you've seen before. Oh, that's a classic. I love that. Akira. Is a cla- that that is absolutely a classic, and that kind of like that kind of introduced me in a sense to like the the grittier um, side of uh, of Japanese animation, and um, I I was I was like enthralled just by this commercial, which it wasn't till years later that I actually got a chance to watch this because the the uh, the commercial was like. Use your credit card right now and order this VHS and three yeah, easy I, payments of nineteen ninety nine. Exactly, <laughs> and it probably was too. It was probably like a fucking fifty dollar VHS. Yeah, like I, I was, I was kind of captivated by this in in a lot of ways. Which, um, you know, we're we're probably a bit older than uh, than a good deal of the uh, of the current weeb um, crew, but. You know, like it, it's there's there's definitely something to it. Just the medium in general that yeah, is, only uh, very only nineties weebs will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Not none of the other ones matter. That that's really for, who we're dunking on. For sure, I I still remember my first exposure to like okay, so th- there were like two periods in my life where I would say it was like my first anime thing, which was um. Obviously, when I, when I was a little kid, I was really big into, like, all the kids' shows. Uh, the first one I was really obsessed with was Digimon. That one just, like, absolutely captivated me. That was, like, my first, like, hyper fixation as a kid. I loved Digimon for, 
for most of my life. I haven't checked it out in many years, but I, still I also like it remember Digimon. Yeah, I, I I remember like it was a little bit darker <clears throat> than than you know like a lot of the other like quote unquote kids anime that was around at the time. Uh, I could be misremembering this. I haven't. Yeah, seen it's like any of it so, in a so while. the thing is. A lot of people compare it to Pokemon for, like, obvious reasons. And Pokemon's big, like, wish-fulfillment fantasy is, like, oh, okay, it's, like, a, a, a cute a cute little world where everything is nice and fine and nobody pays taxes or whatever. And you have this cute little animal that loves you and it does, like, magic tricks or some shit. And then, and then Digimon was a little bit different because it was, like, okay, here's a cute little anime, but then it becomes, like, some big sexy angel woman and then it involves into, like, a... a like a like a dinosaur covered in machine guns or something and it's just it was much it was much edgier it's like a big it's like a big stew of all the the cool 90s anime tropes at the time wasn't it's that really more gratuitous about, but wasn't that more I, about like like, like saving the world was a narrative other than like i want to be the best pokemon yeah kind of i mean uh, I remember the first movie I ever saw in theaters was the the first Digimon movie, and that movie, if I remember right, it opens with like this big fucking dinosaur that's just like blowing up buildings, like apartment buildings and shit in in Tokyo or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I would spend like the next like five or six years of my childhood just imagining Digimon like blowing up every building I didn't like, like my school. <laughs> Yeah, that it, there you go. Wish fulfillment. We can uh, we can come back to that one. But I yeah. I, but yeah. Um, the 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 point I was making is so my first exposure to anime was like all those shows that I saw when I was just a little kid, like five or six years old. But the thing is, like, I didn't think of Digimon as something like really distinct from the other cartoons. I was just like, okay, this is just like a really cool looking cartoon, right? But um, it was it was when I was around like middle school age back when uh. Uh, G4 Tech TV was was the hip channel oh, to watch. I remember on that TV. One. Yeah, they were they were one of the first like uh like uh Western uh TV stations that that got a lot of rights to to broadcast some anime out here, and that was my first exposure to like let's call it a more adult or mature anime, and uh, two of the the big ones I saw these are my earliest memories. Uh, I got really into the original Trigun, which was really I loved that show to this day. Never seen it. Never seen I know I know what you're talking about. Never seen it. Oh, Trigun is great. It's like some like sci-fi western thing and the guy has like a big cool jacket and a gun and there's like yeah, the world sucks, but it's it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and the other one I watched was uh was Black Lagoon, which is like a fucking Tarantino movie of like uh mercenaries and smugglers and shit out in the the southeast China Sea or something like that. And it was a lot of fun as well. <laughs> yeah, I've also heard same thing. I've heard of that, but um, but haven't haven't watched it. I, I for me the ones that like really really stuck with me as far as just like serialized stuff was uh dragon ball and dragon ball z and uh sailor moon actually and i remember sailor moon was on tv for a little while but um when i was very young i think like 10 or 11 um this girl in my class was uh she was obsessed with sailor moon and she actually had like fan subbed original Japanese language 
VHSs that she let me borrow. And I thought it was like very crazy. Like it was so bizarre. Like this is my first for I'm a, I'm a child. Like this is my first foray into like quote unquote, like foreign cinema or, or, or foreign media. And uh, I've never watched anything subtitled before. And I was, I, I thought it was so cool. Like it was so cool. It's like, man, like I, I'm, I'm seeing some like lost media in a sense. Yeah, and I mean, there, there was that time period where, like, that was the only way you could access a lot of anime, because, like, you would get some really dedicated nerds who actually learned the language, and they would they would uh, upload their own, like, personal translations of these shows, and that was just, like, the only way to get a lot of this stuff for in those years, like in the 90s, early 2000s-ish. Yeah, for sure. And and when I uh, became more computer competent and, um, you know, joined some online communities, I started finding out how to uh, pirate media, which you shouldn't do. That's very bad. Um, yeah, we disavow. We disavow that. I have atoned for my sins and, you know, I'll, I'll never do it again. But, um, it, but then I, I'm downloading you know, all of these obscure things, again, uh, fan subbed stuff, um, just really, really interesting, random stuff. And you feel like you kind of like unlocked this tome of just like lost media. And it's, it's, it's very empowering in a way, I guess. Um, you, you feel like you found some really cool shit that nobody else is really onto. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you've made it this far into the episode, uh, leave a comment telling us what was the sketchiest thing you ever downloaded off of LimeWire while oh, looking man. for anime. <laughs> <laughs> Anime.exe. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> oh, this looks this looks interesting. Um, my my first exposure to Sailor Moon was well, for one, uh, I was obviously raised as a boy, so I thought, okay, that looks like girl stuff, so I'm not into that. But uh, my first exposure to Sailor Moon was uh, hilariously uh, whenever I would go to visit my my grandma's apartment, I learned that my grandma, this like this sweet old like Romanian babushka lady, she was just really obsessed with Sailor Moon for some reason. Like she was not into any other like anime or manga or anything, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. And she didn't speak any English at all, so I don't think she could even read read subtitles or, or the dubbed version on TV at the time. But And obviously, I was too young to ever ask her about this, but now in theory, uh, if I was to theorize looking back, I think my grandma might have just been really into Sailor Moon because all the girls there looked like the cute little like porcelain dolls that she might have been into, oh, like all old women. Like the Russian nesting dolls? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. That's just my guess. Uh, Sorry, the Romanian to, nesting dolls. To my grandma, she oh, died rip. in like 2006. But rip, baby. yeah, <laughs> we love you. Yeah, so that's uh, but you know that maybe that says something that uh, this uh, Japanese media can really appeal to people. There's something kind of universal about it. Like we we talked about how a lot of the characters look like you can kind of imagine them as like a lot of different ethnicities. A lot of people right. just read them as white character as white people, even though like the characters typically aren't, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like a it, it it's I I think that's actually something that's very appealing about um the the way that anime characters are drawn. Which if you've ever read one of those um, Scott McCloud books, 
on um, comics or making comics or understanding comics or anything like that. H- have you ever read any of those? Uh, the name is slipping my mind, but I have read a lot of books like that. So, yeah, I, so I've probably seen it at some I, point. I forget in which book it was. Fantastic series, by the way. Even if you don't want to make comics or anything like that, just get his whole fucking series. The guy's an he's he's fantastic. It's a it's a book series about comics in comic format. Um, very well done, in, incredible. Um, Scott McCloud, fantastic. Oh, okay, yeah, I just looked it up. I've definitely read parts of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he's awesome and. Um, there was one part in one of the books, I think it's Understanding Comics, and it's it, it talks about how, like, the more hyper-realistic you make an art medium, um, the, the harder it is for the audience to, like, self-insert in a way. To, to, so, so, like, th- there's a lot of um, comics, like, you could take, like, Tintin, for example, if you're familiar with that one where the, the characters are drawn very, very basically. You know, it's basically like two dots. It's very uh, stylized. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's two dots for eyes, a, a C shape for the nose, and like a line for the mouth. But the backgrounds are super hyper-realistic. And, it, and the reason for that is um, because you can identify more with a character that's just you know, like less fleshed out in a sense, you can identify with them more. So, uh, and I think that is a part of the anime art style that makes it very appealing to people is that a lot of people are kind of in, in a lot of senses, like not even necessarily androgynous, but um, you know, just kind of a blank slate that you can identify. You can, you can insert yourself into them. Yeah, there's there's a definite like simplicity to the the popular anime style. Like you you think when you think of anime, obviously there's a lot of very like uh, differences between different series. Like a character from like Kaon does not look like like Shinji from Evangelion, but sure they've got they've got the big eyes, they've got the small mouth, they've got it's easy to project yourself onto them. And I think uh, that that's a good like contrast when you look at say like American uh, comics and animation where. Um, at least to me, I, I never got really big into uh, into American comics, but like everybody in those uh, typically looks very like uh, like very like idealized, right? Like you've got the the very curvaceous women that look like models. You've got the big muscular yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. If you've yeah. got if you're looking at like Rob Liefeld, everybody looks like they're covered in tumors, you know, and they have covered in tumors feet. with tiny, uh, tiny pointy triangles for feet. Cause he never, yeah. He never and they're covered, they're it. covered in pockets and pouches. He loves his like utility belts and just, and just pouches uh, and things like yeah, that. Just, just everybody has like a bunch of creases on their body for some reason. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, if you've never seen it, there's a, there's a video on, on YouTube where, um, oh, what, fuck, I'm losing all my credibility again. What's, the, what's the, the big comics guy? Uh, something Lee. Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. God, I'm, I'm such a fucking nerd. Uh, yeah, where Stan Lee is just, like, absolutely, like, tearing into Rob Liefeld as he's, like, drawing a character at his desk. It's, like, the funniest shit you'll ever watch. Yeah, he is... The the thing that pisses me off the most about Rob Liefeld is um 
there are there are people right now who are really talented artists that are having a hard time like making ends meet and for some reason this guy has like been working for for decades and it's like dude what the fuck <laughs> it's fu- like it's terrible like i'm not even like a like a superhero comics fan but i i just look at these and i'm just like i don't need somebody to tell me these are shit i i can see that these are shit <laughs> Yeah, it's not great. Uh, if you if you guys are listening and you really like the idea of artists getting paid and making a living, uh, uh, drop a like, a comment, and subscribe because I'm struggling out here. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 dying. We're literally dying in the street. Um, I've I've been on my Oliver Twist arc right now, um, and they're not letting me have a second a, a second serving of porridge. They just said no. I'm- I'm not feeling very uh, kawaii or sugoi right now. <laughs> yeah, I, they're, they're totally bakas out here. Oh, very true. Uh, but but to bring it back a little bit, yeah, I think when I look at uh, American media, for one, uh, superhero comics have always been weird to me because I think part of the reason I haven't been able to get into them is it, it kind of feels a little bit like propaganda. Like everything seems very America focused and all the characters are very patriotic and everybody believes in like American values and stuff like that. And it's kind of off-putting, whereas like in Japanese media, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of very sketchy values out there and a lot of like very uh, nationalist-leaning uh, manga artists and, and whatnot. But uh, th- there's a bit more of a diversity in the kinds of stories they tell, and I think you, you don't really get that as much in uh, the the animation and comics uh, you see out here, at least, at least not in the past. It is getting a little bit better nowadays. Yeah, that's something that I, I never really understood is... Um... You know, when you watch like Spider Man or some shit like that, it's like, oh, I have superpowers. All right, I'm I'm gonna help. I'm gonna be in New York City, like making sure an old lady doesn't get her purse snatched. But they all live in poverty. Like it's like, dude, n- there's there's no shot this would happen with like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of fucking people out there. Um, anybody who had superpowers would become a fucking megalomaniac psychopath overnight. And I think, I think like maybe, maybe comics have changed a little bit now just cause so much of the old school superhero shit has become so tired. Um, but yeah, I, maybe that's something that, that was, um, explored a little bit more in like in something like even uh evangelion which i haven't watched in a while but um it's not just like yes i will save the world because i am a very noble person it's more just like dude really like i don't want to do this shit like this sucks i think asuka is like that for like one or two episodes before she gets her shit fucked up and then it's the rest of the show which is very depressing yeah 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 yeah. and and that makes sense that makes sense too because i think like if i did get superpowers i'd be like fuck yeah i'm gonna go do that and then like like something bad happens like never mind i'm i I don't want to do this anymore this sucks for sure there's there's definitely a weird like implication with a lot of superhero media where it's kind of paints like like petty street level crime is like this real problem that needs like superhuman like gods among us to like to solve which is just not really like 
the reality like now or like ever <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's especially and and that's the thing too it kind of it kind of paints a picture of like yeah um everything's fine except for purse snatchers so like all we need is somebody to stop that to like help the cops out and then like it'll be fine you know just yeah like like batman has all these villains and each of them has their own like gimmick but ultimately they're they're mostly just in charge of like yeah they're a bunch of petty goons who like rob banks or like do other like miscellaneous crime it doesn't really matter yeah yeah and and why do we care about bank robbers fuck the banks for sure uh, the see uh, one, one thing that that i've been really into lately uh i know it's it's the popular thing so people can might get on my ass about that but i've been really into a uh, chainsaw man recently which i don't think it's intended necessarily to be like a, a subversion of superhero uh stuff but in a way it kind of is and i i really like the the grittiness of that series where like almost all the characters involved are bad people and all the stuff that they use their superpowers to fight against seems like actual real shit like there are there are demons that just like terrorize public life every day and i don't know it seems like a much more uh interesting take on kind of the superhero genre even though it, it's not exactly that <laughs> yeah i mean you could see that in in the western superhero genre w- with like the boys and stuff like that i think people are getting getting sick of this like good versus bad or just like good guy but slightly problematic in one sense so okay hear me out what what if we had a a series that featured a character like superman but what if he was like evil (laughs) oh yeah what that would be crazy evil superman yeah we're definitely seeing more subversions of the popular tropes nowadays although in in another way i think it also feels kind of stale in its own in its own sense because it's like a lot of media these days, I think, suffers from just being, like, very cynical. It's like, oh, what if everything actually sucks? And, you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and everything... May, maybe it's a reflection of culture. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, pe- people are definitely feeling it. So I kind of expect to see some of that reflected in media. But, man, it's really hard being a sci-fi fan, you know? It feels like, oh, every every sci-fi thing that comes out nowadays is, like oh, it's really dystopian and it's just like the present, but everything's like bigger and it sucks and you go to space, but you're still working at Starbucks. And it's like, I'm not into this. What if companies were bad in the future? God, Hmm. they they even did this to fucking Star Trek. Like Star Trek Discovery was like a piece of shit. And they, 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 they really missed the point about what Star Trek is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I, I, I watched the, uh, I watched the Orville, the first season of it, and I thought it was like fairly interesting. And then uh, I started watching the second season, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, like it was interesting, I guess." But I, I, I didn't really watch a lot of Star Trek when I was when like it was out, or you know, TNG or whatever. My my dad did, and I, I was like very tangential to that. But um, it's a, it, it's like. Hey, it's Star Trek, but like, what if we talk about like current social issues? It's like, yeah, okay, cool. It's- yeah, I I've heard people say the Orville was better, but I never got into it because I know it was like a Seth MacFarlane thing, and I think he's just like a total dog shit. <laughs> yeah, which is why I was kind of surprised that it wasn't 
uh, or the first season at least, but maybe maybe I wrongly enjoyed it um, at first. But um, yeah, I started watching the second season and it was not as eh. I, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it at least, so maybe it sucked, or maybe I just got over it. Uh, who 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 could know? Yeah. Uh, let's 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 put the brakes on this. Let's 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 reel this back a little bit. We were talking about okay. What what what's the appeal of JP Media? And uh, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think yeah. There's there's an element of uh, it, it it fills this this niche that we don't really have in uh, comics and animation out here. Uh, and uh, I I want to I want to I want to bring us around to another thing that I think is a big element of it. At least in the in the the anime that gets very popular in my opinion and that is uh th- there's a degree of like wish fulfillment and like uh power yeah. fantasies yeah. or or even sex related fantasies as well and you know th- th- there's definitely a big part of that in in all media uh to be certain but i i want to i want to focus in on uh this element in a lot of anime that that i see gets that's gets very popular nowadays yeah yeah i i think that's a huge part of it like is is harem is a a whole harem trope like we don't really see that in like western media that much yeah not really uh we we have more like the the classic damsel in distress and like okay superman has like lois lane and whatever it's usually just like one girl right Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm exactly Exactly. It's not uh, what I, I think that's exactly the thing. It's not um, in Western media. It was more like this person is incredibly cool. So like, you know, just chicks dig him. Um, but it, but in in anime, it's more like, hey, this is just a regular old doofus nerd. Um, but for some reason, some aliens come down and like six girls are fighting over him, even though he's like, he has absolutely nothing to offer anybody. And he's just some like normal dorky loser. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking about about anything in Western media that would come close to a harem. And does does the fucking like Archie comics count or is two girls not enough? <laughs> Uh yeah, I I guess there's been love triangles before, but um in in maybe a lot of Japanese harem stuff is like I think like Tenchi Muyo was just two chicks, but um I think there yeah. needs to be at least three, right? Like um yeah yeah yeah. I would I would hesitate to call Evangelion uh, a harem thing because I guess there's Rei and Asuka and also like Misato, but she's an adult and like that's a whole other thing to unpack there. <laughs> oh no, not an adult. <laughs> that that's you know well I guess we could talk about that at uh, too because like that's another element of wish fulfillment where uh, I think a lot of the the funding for these shows relies on a certain subsection of their audience that has some like proclivities. Uh, cause those people spend a lot of money and they really fuel the industry. No, 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 no. You don't understand. She's 9,000 years old and she's a, she's a demon witch. She just looks like she's nine. Okay. Oh, you no, don't, you don't right. get okay, it. I guess. You don't get it. All right. It's, it's totally I, fine that she's my waifu. You well, you see actually in Japanese culture, this means something totally <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that obviously that's bullshit. We 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 disavow. <laughs> We're not yeah, here for we that. We absolutely but. disavow that. Um, if if you're gonna have a waifu, um, maybe first of all don't, but also make make sure she at least looks like a like an adult. I'm looking at you, Genshin Impact fans. 
Yeah, uh, Genshin is is not great about that. Uh, I will say, obviously, uh, okay. Well, let 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 let's put it this way. I think when you're if you're watching Evangelion when you're fourteen, uh, one, God help you. What what went wrong? Uh, and two, <laughs> and two, I I don't think it's a big deal if you were like head over heels for like Rey and Asuka when you're also fourteen years old because yeah, like that's yeah that's that's the demographic. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Uh. Evangelion, it's it's not a shonen, but when we talk about shonen, that is like uh, anime and manga that's explicitly aimed at like like middle school, high school age age boys. So, yeah. <laughs> but I I will say as I get older, I I have obviously I think well I guess it's not obvious, but I think all all the anime women that I like the most tend to be like older women types. <laughs> so I've got that going. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was always like a Faye Valentine stan. Oh, I can see it. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! was such a weird case where like the, the subtitles uh, for that out here just like completely butchered that show and made it much more for kids. I mean, it was literally for kids uh, when the original material was very different. Yeah, it was it was very jarring to me as like a, an older teenager slash adult to see because um, Dragon Ball I I grew up with um, just you know like like it used to be it was a Funimation dub I think um, and this was back where they had when they had way more rules on like what was appropriate and what wasn't. Um, and you could see it with like, like Nintendo games and shit in the nineties and, and all mm, that type of stuff. Sure. But when I, um, revisited that as, a, as an older person and I saw that like th- their scenes were like Bulma is like flashing her pussy to master Roshi. And I was just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you know, you is can this really not tell- a kid's, is this not a kid's show? Like I thought it was a kid's show. Was it just, you can, my- you can really tell that that stuck with people. Cause to this day, I see only fans, girls on my Twitter that dress up as Balma and I'm like, you know what? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to lie, man. When I, when I was a fucking preteen, I was like, Balma lover. Absolutely. Um, b- big fan, big fan. Um, for for sure. Do do you know the the original story behind Yu Gi Oh as a franchise? Not really. I was I was never a big Yu Gi Oh uh, consumer. Oh man, I was I was big into it when I was in elementary school. I had my own deck of cards, and I would I would play the game with people. Uh, oh, did you have did you have like the arm? band that like stored the cards in it and you just like whip no 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 i didn't i wasn't i wasn't that big of a nerd and also uh i never saw those sold in stores here and i if they were I so think that's I the real been. reason <laughs> well okay that's that's like half of the reason and the other half is i think i would have been too embarrassed to ask my mom for one of those mm. <laughs> no mom but, it's uh, really cool trust me yeah, so I I was first got I first got into Yu-Gi-Oh when it was like animated out here and it was like the the four kids dub, but as I've learned as I got older, apparently there was a, a manga for it that went uh and it it covered a lot of stuff that happened before the animation. The thing is, Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't always like a card game thing. It was like this story about like okay, you've got Yugi and he's like possessed by like this ancient pharaoh guy who's like really into games and stuff, and they played a lot of like high stakes like life or death like gambling games and stuff like that. And eventually, at one point in the manga, it was like it was like a a very adult thing. It was like a horror manga with like gore and shit like that. 
And uh, it was that there was one arc in the manga where they introduced like the card game, and that just like really blew up in popularity, and that's what people knew it for. So like, I guess at some point the creator was like, okay, I guess this is just like a card game franchise now. So <laughs> that's that's what happened. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, like you can kind of see it uh, in in a lot of the ways they, that they censored the original anime. Like there was a lot of stuff like the the security guards that used to be pointing guns at the screen, but they censored the guns out, so they're just like pointing their fingers at the screen. Like, oh, I I, I love the censorship. It's just like, oh, cool. No, yeah, nobody, when, when nobody they... will do a violence anymore. <clears throat> The whole thing about banishing people to the Shadow Realm, that was an entirely a creation of the the four kids dub. There's no fucking Shadow Realm. Uh, when they talk about the Shadow Realm, they're talking about people fucking dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know that was a thing um, w- with, like, Dragon Ball and other shit like that. At the time, they were like, I'm going to send you to the other dimension. And, like, in the Japanese, they were just like, I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> but, like, but, like, kids know about dying i don't it's yeah i i guess well, well yeah maybe that that takes us back to the two, two to the niche that isn't filled in uh american media right it's like right okay, right right yeah kids uh, cartoons for kids they they're very inoffensive they kind of they kind of treat the viewer like they're a big stupid idiot right whereas a lot of uh right anime right. in japan it, it it deals with heavier topics and, and that's the thing i've always talked about as um you know somebody who grew up with like shit like you know fraggle rock and sesame street and a bunch and a bunch of other things that i i think are like you know they're for kids but like they actually like are kind of cool and kind of entertaining and they like sometimes deal like they they what i'm saying is they treat the viewer respectfully and they don't condescend um no matter what where it's like I, I've seen the shit today, and, and I do know that there's there's some exceptions to this rule. I, I I know some parents who watch shit like Bluey or whatever, and they're like, "No, this is actually pretty good." But um, I, I don't buy it. I think I think it's a psyop. I think everybody who says, "No, guys, trust me, Bluey's actually really good and cool," I think they're lying. I <laughs> I never watched it. I never I I cannot believe it's as good as is like fraggle rock or something like that but i i haven't done the research yet i'm not so. i'm not taking the bluey pill <laughs> <laughs> i i'm not taking it yet either uh, i'll uh, uh i will do my own research but um yeah but but like but then then you see like a lot of shit that comes out now and it's just like whoever made this thinks that kids are fucking idiots um they are just slack-jawed dumb ass cretins and you could just like show them flashing lights and um just you know noise and that's what they want in 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 maybe maybe we're onto something there maybe um when we saw these shows as heavily edited with the dubs that they were there was actually something there of substance um, because because um, you know like Japanese media doesn't they don't really care about censorship that much in in the sense of like sex and violence and stuff like that they're just like ah it's just it's just funny you know it's just funny 
Yeah, maybe they're just le- less weird about it because they don't have that evangelical brain rot that's kind of like pervasive across all of American culture. <laughs> right, right. And and that's an in- that's a really interesting part about Japan as somebody who lived there and has been there since living there like a, a couple times on an extended period is like it's 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 really interesting because it's a very conservative society in a lot of ways but like you know you you go like i i went to stay in a capsule hotel in osaka when i was waiting to uh get my visa from the from the korean consulate there and um they they just have a they have a tv in the in the hotel lobby and it's like yes we have jav and it's just like pictures of like it's just a video of like porn just like playing there and nobody really cares like nobody really cares about that um which is which is another like (laughs) um like uh puritanical society thinks like oh if you show sex and violence people will do sex and violence therefore we hide it and it's like I i don't know about sex but violence they don't have as many school shootings as we do here so uh maybe 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 that's not valid at least for sure uh leave leave a comment below if you also don't know anything about sex yeah yeah (laughs) my my main exposure to uh the the side of japan related to that is uh i was i was once watching a friend of mine play one of the yakuza games and there's a segment where you can go into this like this sketchy little like uh, business, like just in in an alleyway or something, where you could go into a room and watch like JAV on a tiny TV and just like jerk off in front of it. Mm. And my my friend had uh, Kiryu do this like over and over again. And it's like, <laughs> does does something like this actually exist? That's that's wild to me. Just like a just like a little closet you can pay a few dollars to go jerk off into (laughs) i i haven't i haven't seen the jerk off room in my travels but i guarantee it exists like it's got to it's got to there's a lot of there's a lot of really really interesting things out there um they they, japanese people truly truly cater to every market so yeah they're they're truly ahead of us as a society in so many ways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) no there's there's a lot of cool stuff about japan if you ask me and also a lot of very bizarre and not so great things as well (laughs) yeah and and that that always that ties into is the the romanticization of japan as a place and like as somebody who's been there for a while like it's a place and it's interesting like i i like traveling i like places and people and different shit but like it's 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 a place in the sense that like there's cool shit and there's shit that fucking sucks and um but but like i I guess that's the thing about weebs right like they don't understand that this isn't some magical anime realm where they will uh they'll get to live out their harem wish fulfillment life yeah, definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is, this is awakening memories of, in me of uh, a person I knew back in high school. And I guess I'm gonna throw them under the bus because this was like over a decade ago. Uh, and this person was, was very weird. I was, I was polite to them, but in the sense of like, you ever, you ever know someone in school who was like, 
this person might shoot up the whole building someday, so I might oh, as well yeah. be nice to them. Oh yeah, absolutely. There was this guy in in uh, in an animation class I took uh, near the tail end of high school. It was like we were coming up near on the end of uh, of senior year, so it was like close to graduation, and we were just we were just vibing out in the animation room working on some sketches. And I thought I would make some small talk, uh, you know for one to secure my my survival chances mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i i i asked him i was like uh so uh uh mike what i don't know if that was his name we'll just we'll just call him mike. yeah it's so mike. so it's mike. mike so mike uh got any plans for after graduation what are you gonna do and uh, he told me this this lengthy story on his uh plans to to move out to japan and get a career in the video games industry mm-hmm. at sega because he was very dissatisfied with how sega was handling i think the sonic franchise and he was like i'm oh, gonna yeah. get i'm yeah. gonna move over to to japan and i'm gonna work at sega i'm gonna save the franchise and i'm gonna dye my hair silver and i'm like and i remember that one detail it's like oh that sounds cool. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go. Yeah, to college. that's that's what they needed. That's what they needed is the uh, hair dye Sega guy. It was, it was for me. It was very much a moment, uh, like a like a, I sleep in a big bed with my wife kind of deal, where I just didn't really know how to respond to that. Oh yeah, I'm I'm also doing that, except that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so the. Some people are just like that. Some people, they have a very uh, rose-tinted glasses view of what Japan is like because they think it's all, oh, it's all just anime. It's all pop culture. Everybody's into, like, Power Rangers or, or some shit like that. No, I uh, mean, I'm gonna... I mean I, I'll, I'll say Japan is a really cool place to visit. Um, it, it sucks to live there. Or that's my experience, at least. Um, it's, not, it's, it's not just cicada sounds, harems, and... Um, video games like it's a fucking grind i mean if you're independently wealthy and you could just exist there maybe it's cool i i I do like being there just uh just the day-to-day life is is very stressful and i think that's one of the reasons that um japanese media is the way it is um because there is very much an onus to create escapism and wish fulfillment media because the day-to-day life for the average Japanese person, it fucking sucks, man. It fucking sucks. And um, th- there's a lot of, uh, there's a variety of factors with this. It's it's a hyper-capitalist society. Uh, the work culture fucking sucks. Um, there's not a lot of individualism. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, when, when you watch, when you watch the average anime, it's, it's a really good way to escape that. Yeah. Uh, Japan is an extremely conservative society. And when we say conservative, we don't necessarily mean in the way that like a lot of our listeners might be used to, like out here in the U S where it's like, okay, you've got your QAnon and you're like crazy evangelical types and like the, the, the fucking, old man senator who just really wants to like nuke Iran before he finally dies so he can get off one last time but yeah uh, Japan is like it's very it's a very hierarchical society right they they have like an order to like everybody has their own place in society and you have to like respect that order and I think that 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 level of rigidity and that like conformity that that's expected of them I think that that plays into why you see a lot of people just like really wild out and make some very like uh 
very creative and like out there uh, media that kind of breaks the mold a little bit. Yeah, which, which I think is a really interesting dichotomy because, um, yeah, when, when you when you combine um, the the culture of Confucianism with the uh, hierarchical stratification and expectations of corporate capitalist work culture um it's 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 gonna get really rigid there and yeah also um, uh we're we're to blame for that we did that that was post-world war ii we yeah sorry yeah sorry we did that. like the nuke was pretty bad but that was the real lasting damage if you ask (laughs) honestly honestly agree um the 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 plus side is like Japanese people make some really good shit, man. They they got some nice industries. I, 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 I trust uh, Japanese engineering and manufacturing. I I drive a Honda. It's a good car. The stream isn't is... isn't that Korean or am I thinking Hyundai? Ha- uh, no, Honda is Japan. Honda. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's Hyundai. Something. Hyundai is Korean, which is uh, which right, are also right, good. Right. Um, I I got the two mixed up in my head. I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna get canceled mm, for that one. Mm, mm. <laughs> conflating all Asians together. Although, um, as somebody who lived in Korea for several years, um, it, it, there's a lot of similarities with, with all of that type of shit. But um, as far as media goes, uh, I, I think Japan has been doing that for longer, so they have more of a, uh, a cultural export when it comes to animation and... Um, and and music and movies and and manga and all that type of shit for sure um and you know while while we are talking highly about about jp media and how some of it can be really cool let's not also let's not pretend that uh the anime manga industry isn't just as brutal and soul crushing as as like all other work culture out there um just in in the past like couple of years, we've seen some very like high profile uh, manga artists who have literally died from being like overworked to death, like uh, the creator of Berserk. <laughs> yeah, and that is that's another thing that uh, I I would think like a weeb would not really acknowledge or or more sinisterly give a fuck about because it's it's not a system of people and artists and shit like that it's just like this is an ecosystem of stuff that that i like and i don't want to think about any of the other shit with that it's it, like this is my fantasy world and i want to live in it yeah i mean i i had no idea about what what japanese work culture was like at the time when i was in high school but looking back looking back to my my good buddy mike it's like buddy you're getting like a c plus in this animation class you're not gonna you're not gonna cut it out there in the game industry or or any other industry no shot Um, no shot and some um, of the some of the most like prestigious prestigious uh, studios out there just like pay like absolute dog shit too. Like we, we mm-hmm. try not to get too too topical or like in the headlines on this show, but uh, recently there's been a big fuss about uh, Studio Mappa, one of the the big high quality anime studios out there. Uh, the the people working on Jujutsu Kaisen, they're like they get paid less than than fucking like uh, fast food workers out there for for a job that requires like a much higher level of like uh pre-existing skill on just like long hours and 
apparently that show is just like falling apart because they've lost a bunch of, of people working on it oh yeah yeah and and um and uh, in the same vein um look at the credits roll of some of your favorite Western animation. Um, I, I know like Steven Universe, I know for sure. Probably like Rick and Morty and the new Futurama. I, I, I cannot say for sure on these ones, but j- just just look on it. Um, you are going to see Korean names only. And oh why, yeah, a lot of that stuff yeah. gets exported to, right, uh, right. not exported, it gets- uh, Outsourced, yeah, yeah. Outsourced yeah. to Korea. Yeah, and and why is it because Koreans are the best animators in the world? Um, they're they're good. They're absolutely good. I'm I'm not saying they're not good, but why do you think they're it's out there? It's because they're good and they're cheap, and that, and that's and that's what they want. Um, because it's a, it's the same thing when when you when you put a little Confucianism and a lot of like good work hard for the company culture out there. That's all. That's all you need to do, and and people are out there busting their ass, doing a very skilled, um, and and creative and technical product, uh, making a making a very skilled and technical product for, and they're getting paid fucking dog shit. Yeah, animation specifically is probably one of the hardest creative fields, if not the hardest one you could ever get into. Like, yeah. it, it's too hard for me. I'm I I mostly stick to illustration because it's like, okay, I can draw one thing and it looks good once, and I don't have to draw it like five hundred times uh, to get like twenty seconds of animation out there. It's uh, it is not easy, uh, and uh, people who do it should be paid a lot more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, but. Again, this is uh, this is something that that weebs don't think about, or they don't care about, because in in, in I guess this this ties into our, our our next. They don't acknowledge the humanity of actual Japanese people. Once again, they're living in a fantasy realm where Japan is a magical world where all of their all, all of their uh, all of their fantasies and dreams come true. There's nothing bad there, and uh, you know, if if only I could go there, um, you know, all all of my bullies will 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 disappear overnight. Yeah, I I agree completely, and you know, that's a that's a good segue to uh, where I want to, to towards the tail end of this episode, where I want to talk about. Uh, We've been pretty generous towards weebs and otakus in general. I, d- I think, you know, some people are a little cringe. Some people might have bad taste. Maybe they, they're just a little too attached to, to their favorite franchise. Maybe it's just like a comfort thing. And, you know, that's fine. Everyone has the right to be a little bit cringe. But uh, for this this last little bit, I want to go... We're going we're gonna to put on our, our hater mode hat. We're going to go a bit hard on some I people. got mine on. I got it on. <laughs> I'm ready. Excellent. Yeah. I, I want to talk about the people who have uh, just that very specific image of Japan. And, you know, we, we talk about how, okay, Japan has some cool stuff going on, but also it's a very, it's a very troubled society. There are a lot of issues out there, but Huge some people issues. look at those yeah. things. Yeah. Some people look at those issues and they're like, no, that's actually fucking rad. I think it's amazing that, uh, Japan is like racist as shit to foreigners and is like functionally an ethno state and everybody's like very obsessed with a social order that they have to conform to and that's why I love anime. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I I think that that's a totally valid point. I think there is like uh 
a tangential like weeb to like alt-right nationalist pipeline it just in that sense is they're like why is japan so based hmm as somebody who's never been there before and has never talked to an actual japanese person oh it must be because they're like a, a homogenous society that is racist towards foreigners and uh they 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 do the uh you know the the traditional um filial piety and deference to elders and men and people of a uh, of a higher rank than them whether that's you know whether that's their boss at work or anything like that and it's like for for somebody who's like tangentially lived through that like no 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 these these things are like bad for them and it's actually starting to become a bit of a problem <laughs> there i mean that's that's one way of putting it but i would go even farther and say i think uh the big appeal of anime to a lot of those types of people is this this fantasy this like wish fulfillment of like being a very mediocre adult man and having this like entitlement to to little girls <laughs> oh okay yeah I, I I could totally see that too, but I, I mean I I guess that um that that ties into each other, right? It's 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 more of this just like yeah I I th- um I man I really wish we had a society that was uh that was structured in this way that I could you know I I I have the rights and I have the entitlement to do these things that I want to do, which are incredibly fucking sinister. I mean, I, I hit level 99, so I should get all the women. That's that's the reward. I hit max level in the video game. <laughs> yeah, isn't isn't that the uh, like the end goal for the uh, for the incel weeb is like the uh, the government sponsored waifu? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of is. Like, God, I I have to say, isekai is like the worst fucking creation I in, in all of fiction. Am a hundred percent on board with you number one number one um besides all the wish fulfillment bullshit that you know that we kind of touched on a lot before that isekai is in my mind the laziest and dumbest concept for any type of story isekais are what i was doing literally when i was like nine years old i remember this vividly in, in like English class and and they were like write a story about anything and I was like what if I got sucked into a video game and I was with the video game people but they all thought I was cool and I had magical powers and in the in the, the girl in the video game liked me because I was the main character I fucking hate isekais, and I, I've heard a lot of isekai apologists be like, okay, yeah, no, okay, uh, but, but it's an isekai. No, this one's but, very different. No, yeah, they, they, it's they, different. It goes totally different. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like the other ones. Because it's making fun of isekais, and then I, like, I watch, like, ten seconds of it, and I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. There, There's no instance in my mind where an isekai is good it is a universally bad category. Fuck Izakais. Stop watching and consuming Izakai shit so we can let it fucking die already. Izakais have always been bad 
and if you like isekais, you have bad taste. I'm sorry. I will never back down from that shit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you 100%. I, I, I legit struggle to think of a, a worse genre in any medium of uh, of creative work that's ever been made. I Terrible. I don't like it. Even even if we ignore the awful tastes about like, oh, it's about mediocre dudes who get reborn in yeah. some other yeah. world and they're in, they're entitled to all these little girls. Like even if we set that aside, I always thought I always saw this this the the central premise is like dumb as fuck, right? Because like I like a lot of fantasy and sci-fi media, right? If if I'm presented with a world that's not literally the real world, I can like I can buy into the fiction. I'm I can accept, okay, I don't know every, everything yet. I'm just I'm just going to learn yeah. about it as yeah. I watch the show. I don't need some stupid little like fucking self-insert like generic high school like gamer dude to, to be like, "Whoa, what's that thing?" Oh, explain explain this world to me tell me all the the video game well it's like it's stupid i've i've never liked it it's it's oh it's just we we could spend an entire hour going off about how so, how so, terrible uh, all right is. <laughs> my last bitching about isekais and this has bothered me fucking forever even since i was a fucking kid and i this is always stuck in my mind is like so like i i understand the appeal of isekais from like you know like a fucking dude with a boring life who wants to do exciting shit. Yeah, may- maybe you don't have a lot going on in your life. Yeah, maybe yeah. you, like, suffered some traumatic head injury as a child, sure. you know? Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe women, like, cross the street when you approach them, you know? Right, I get right, it. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, definitely that. But, like, so, so the thing that never, that never made sense to me is, like, okay, cool, you're a fucking loser in your world, and then you get sucked into a fucking video game or a movie or some fantasy realm or whatever and the whole time they're like i want to get back home i want to get back and they're like they're in some like mystical world with a bunch of like hot chicks who want to fuck them and like they have superpowers and and it's it's a wonderful fantasy adventure and they're just like i need to complete this quest so i can go home and it's like what no, nobody wants that. Like, why wouldn't you want to live there forever if you're like, because it's wish fulfillment. But at the same time, it's like, uh, I, I have a harem of hot chicks and and, you know, I, I'm I'm really cool here, but I want to go back to my like um shitty bedroom uh, with my piss jars where my like stepdad is yelling at me. Um, I'm just so desperate to do that. So that's the yeah, whole I, quest. I, I don't relate at all. Like, do you guys like do you guys listening right now really think that I was like a little kid and I thought, oh, I can't wait to be a podcaster when I grow up? No. <laughs> like if this if I got hit by the truck and I went to the cool cat girl dimension, like I'm staying there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like goodbye. <laughs> same. Same. I my my whole quest would be like to not go back. For sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. We were talking about isekai, but uh, there, there's a lot of other anime that that attracts like a, a a certain unsavory element in the weeb fandom, which which we're gonna we're we're going a little ha- hater mode onto. Um, I guess it, it's not quite an isekai itself, but have you ever uh, seen the the Goblin Slayer anime? That thing sucks ass. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So 
so I don't think it's an isekai I, because I, I think all the characters are from the world itself, but it kind yeah, of has all the tropes. No, it's it, like it, the generic it, it reeks RPG of isekai world. because it, just because like, um, I I do remember this because like um this is when. <laughs> This is my, when my sister was still married, her ex-husband, like, he was like, yo, let's watch Goblin Slayer. And he was like, warning, um, the first episode is kind of fucked up. But it does it does have this, like, Izakai, like, everything's so cool here. And then, like, a, a woman is, like, it, it's, let's just say, violated by a goblin um, at the end of the first episode. And it's just like... Oh, um, y- yeah, yeah. Goblin Slayer, Goblin Slayer, fucking sucks. I feel like I don't know. I think it's one of those shows where I, it's rare for me to judge people based on their their media tastes. Well, no, no, that's not true. I'm very judgmental, but usually I keep it to myself. <laughs> but Goblin Slayer is one of those things where I think if you like this show, I just think you're like a bad person. I feel like the entire appeal of that show is like it's basically like this far right like like nazi fantasy right like there's this race of like subhuman like underlings and they threaten the world and nobody wants to deal with it except there's this one character who through the power of like extreme violence and racism can identify the real problem and he's going he's going at it and it's just it's it's just terrible it's a it's a dog shit series i'm sorry if you like it uh like actually unsubscribe uh, both from the show and like from real life <laughs> Like, yeah like, it's 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 <laughs> awful fuck man i i've only watched like two episodes but i was definitely like i, it, I like because because um the dude who turned me on to it was he was definitely he was like it's like D, but like some fucked up shit happens but like now that you say that like it definitely hones in like why i was like uncomfortable about this uh, other than the you know the the essay scene in there um for but sure. like but y- yeah yeah it totally makes sense it's like um if only we had yeah i i could see i could see the uh the the fascism um correlation there like if only we took care of these subhumans who are violating our white women then then society would be better yeah people people who are more articulate than me have already written multiple essays on on how it's basically just like a fascist show but worse than being fascist i think it's just trashy i think it's trashy fiction i think the appeal is like it's very like lizard brain stuff it's like oh the guy swings the sword and all oh, there's there's the goblin and all oh, it did does the thing to the elf maiden yeah and it's like it's it's just terrible and you know a lot of a lot of uh anime just like appeals to like the worst people right because uh, i think right. this is like the, right. the, the the underlying rot of the industry where yeah there's a lot of like good anime that's been made but a lot of it is just dog shit because a lot of the people who spend the most money on all the dvds mm-hmm. and blu-rays mm-hmm. and the merch they just have shit tastes they're just weird they're just weird lonely anti-social people <laughs> Yeah, and and I mean we could tie that into which we're gonna do in a later episode. Don't worry, guys. Uh, gamers of the capital G is I I think um, the the death knell to a, a particular medium in general is just you have cultivated bad taste, 
through whatever means, I, I don't know how it happened, but you have cultivated bad taste and now you reap what you sow. And now, now like, what can you do other than make just like weird fan service, like derivative fucking creepy bullshit for losers? Because again, they're not making it for us. They're making it for the people who are gonna buy the Blu-ray, buy the figurines, uh, sub, uh, uh, get on Crunchyroll and hit like on that shit. Like all that type of shit. Like they're going to make what makes money. And uh, which is why I say if you're not a fucking weirdo, please do not consume this shit and don't don't spend any money on it. At the at the very least, just like don't even look at it. But do not give them any of your money, even if you're curious or whatever. Just just don't do it because we don't need more fucking slop. We need less slop. Yeah, uh, consume less anime. Consume more podcasts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the w- solution. Here. Well, <laughs> well, just this podcast. Uh, we don't care about any other ones. They're probably all shit. Yeah, yeah, there are, there are no other good podcasts. Um, I do want to relate this back to something, though, and it's um, it's something that I, I remember here. I don't have an exact quote, but this is something that uh, Hayao Miyazaki has talked about before, like the, the legendary Studio Ghibli guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, something he's talked about, like I said, I don't have an exact quote, is that like when he he was younger a lot of artists in the the anime manga industry they would they would be inspired by things that exist in the in the real world they mm-hmm. would look at characters like in real life and they would in like nature scenes in real life and they would they would draw things from that but there's this like rot in the in the industry now where a lot of the people making anime nowadays their only inspiration their only frame of reference is like it's other anime yeah that's why a lot of it feels very like incestuous both creatively and like content wise literally right right (laughs) in 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 i mean like that's what like everybody university (laughs) university universally loves studio ghibli like everybody yeah, uh, and if you don't, you're just being a con- contrarian. Yes, okay? like yeah. fuck off. Abs- you abs- like li- you like Ghibli. Everyone loves it <laughs> because it's it's uh, it, I um it it's a slice of life in the sense that it should the term should actually be used. Like it is, it is it, that's art. Like it's nice. Everybody can relate to it in some certain type of way. It is there's beautiful. something fundamentally real and yes. human about it. Yes. It, it's it's lovely. We all love it. And 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 hey, that makes sense. Is that when these things were being created, it was based on like, you know, just hey, I took a walk today. I saw that. Um, I, I talked to a friend today. I saw that. The, I it, sat down in the yeah. woods and I drew the trees and flowers right, and stuff right, like right, that. Right, right, right. And and then like the, the counterpoint to that is just like. What's trending in media right now? Oh, Isekais? Uh, okay. Well, this has been done to death, but what if it's an Isekai where, like, it, uh, the guy, um, has a small cock, but then in the other world, he has a big cock, and what? This, this. No, it would, it would be something more like, Oh, he's got a small cock, but all the like busty elf maidens in the other world love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and, and it would be uh, called no, like no disrespect, no disrespect to all our small cock listeners. We love you guys. Yeah, and girls. we we all have small cocks here. Anybody with a big cock, get out. This Just is, kidding. This is we a, we love is, big cock people too. This uh, is a this is a safe space for cocks of all sizes and shapes. Yeah, yeah. We we appreciate all cocks. Miyazaki would would make a. <laughs> would make a movie about just if you've made cocks. it this far into the episode leave a comment uh talking about what kind of cock you have <laughs> yeah drop a <laughs> drop a link yeah drop just insert yeah. that into the comments section. yeah uh, <laughs> but but like yeah it, it would um jesus i'm thinking about <laughs> cocks <laughs> Let, let's let's reset for a moment <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> But but like th- that's the thing is like um, they're just thinking about like what kind of derivative garbage can we make right now to uh, j- just to like just to you know pop off and and you know you could extrapolate that to all modern media in general um, that there are very few people that have an interest in doing anything original and they're just thinking like how do I get number bigger and, and that's a that's a whole different can of worms but like it it's it, it, it fucking sucks man i want to see some cool and interesting shit and um th- this is kind of beside the point but when i see people that i know um and that we know making like really cool shit and it's just like has no pull whatsoever and then you see some just fucking garbage that just a bunch of people are like soy facing on and uh, and just sharing to everybody like whoa whoa this look at this thing that we've seen a thousand times before check out Big Mouth season nine <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, big we we can talk about like western adult animation in the modern era. <laughs> that that would be a good episode okay but actually. give me a warning before that because i gotta hit up the liquor store for that episode <laughs> <laughs> i have a lot to say about big mouth <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> but um yeah it, it's it's it, it 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 fucking sucks man it it really fucking sucks um, in in so many ways, it feels like a lot of a lot of these like really sloppy, trashy like anime and manga. It feels like they took the long way around to like produce AI art, you know, because that's the problem with AI yeah. art. It's like it's all just derivative. It's just stuff that's been done before, but like rejumbled around. And like that's the case when you look at all these like fucking seasonal isekai shows. It's like, is this really anything new? Oh, the protagonist is like a vending machine now. Who gives a shit, dude? Like, fuck well, off. Well, th- that that's the thing is like people get so offended by AI art. And, but yet they consume this just like fucking slop at the same time. And, and, and that's really why I think so many people, more than like the people who have the actual correct take on why AI art is bad, um, more people I think are just like, oh man, my potential career as a slop artist is going to be taken over by a computer and for those people fuck you your your career should be taken over by a fucking computer because that's all you are you fucking suck you make shit um if if you make if you make like really good shit i mean 
it, <laughs> like ideally if you make good shit like an ai could never replace mm. you but yeah at the same time i mean what makes money now slop so <laughs> yeah more more than all the the ethical issues around like stolen stolen artwork and copyrights right. and and just like and like making like racist or like sexist content all that let's not forget like the the biggest crime here and that is having bad taste obviously mm. there's there's nothing worse you can do in this life than have bad taste and that's just the case with with a lot of this this media right i, I like, completely not, agree not to turn this into a whole like ai art segment or anything cuz we'll we'll talk about that some other time but it's really telling when when I see all these people talk about like oh this technology has broken down barriers and now so many people can make stuff and be creative where they never were before and then it's like some two minute video of somebody like recreating like some shitty airbrushed looking like MCU fan art and it's like why does this need to exist yeah it just doesn't need to exist it, it, it's the funny intersection between uh, media illiteracy and tech illiteracy where where they just think this thing is just some like magical magical technology and then they create garbage with it and they're like wow look at this this is something that van gogh never could have created it's like not only not only do you have shitty taste in art but you don't really know how how this thing works either and like what ai actually is no Fucking, dude look at this look at this art yeah. it's so cool this is you you're, okay you're not gonna believe this but this is like the mona lisa except she's got like big anime jugs how cool is that <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the thing if that was a meme i'm down with it but when 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 some uh when some loser um who like who is obviously following Elon Musk just to hopefully uh, notice me senpai on that one um, <laughs> is doing that. And they're like, unironically like, this is what Da Vinci couldn't do, but now technology allows it. It's like, no, no, he didn't do that. Cause it fucking sucks. And you did that because you're an idiot and you suck. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I should I should say at this point, this is this is a little bit of a follow up to some stuff we talked about in that first episode, because one of the types of guys that I wanted to bring up on Twitter was the anime profile pics. Oh, and that, that's right. That's kind of what we're getting right. at. Yeah, yeah. This is uh... hey guys here. You're, you're not going to believe this. Here's here's my incredibly funny joke. I took I took one of the little girls from K-On and I gave her like a like a Nazi armband. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what what would happen if this was reality, right, guys? <laughs> just yeah, like questions. wow. That just as with like everything related to 4chan, that was like mildly produ- provocative in like 2006. And, like, the same dipshits have just been, like, beating the same joke to death for, like, 20 years now. Yeah. So, so, so what what sets an anime PFP person apart from the rest? Because there's there's always a meme of, like, you know, somebody has a fucking dog shit take, as, as they always do. And um, the, the rebuttal, which is totally correct and fine, everybody, if you ever see a dog shit take from somebody with an anime pfp all you need to do is reply 
anime PFP. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and and yeah, that's... those of us who know, we know. We know. Yeah, there's there's no coming back from that. Uh, to to answer your question though, uh, I mean, obviously, I think I think all right wingers are basically like guilty of this, but I think the anime profile picks those guys are just like the most open about like being into little girls and little boys. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just that whole thing. I think they're the most shameless about it because. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame anybody who doesn't want to put their real name or face out there on the internet, but there's like a degree of anonymity to just like, oh yeah, my entire my handle's like oh dgenweebu four two one and it's like, oh, my picture is like this like little K on girl, she's saying like a slur or something. It's like, okay, you you're you're basically a bot, right? Like there's nothing unique or like identifiable about you. You just exist to like repeat some like like edgy joke from twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, well they they usually identify as libertarians, but for one very specific reason. Which I think you know what that is. Oh, we all know the reason. <laughs> Just as well as they know uh, certain laws in different states. <laughs> so, uh, basically, what if the child consents? Oh, uh, no. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's what it comes back to. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a certain kind of person. Who, in, yeah. in, I mean, I guess that ties back into uh, a lot of the, the shit that we said earlier. Um, people who live in a very weird bubble, uh, a, a very, a very strange reality that a very filthy nest, <laughs> <laughs> many jars filled with certain liquids. You um, know, while, while doing research for this episode, I, I was, I was watching some episodes, some YouTube videos about the loneliness, the loneliness, uh, epidemic in Japan and how they have like entire teams of cleaners who are specialized in like cleaning up the dead bodies of like neats who just die in their apartments and it's like god oh, that's so sad holy shit really yeah it's like a team of people cost them about $5000 to like clean out a dead body when somebody just dies alone in their apartment and the body's left there for like days or weeks cuz they didn't know anybody else Okay, so, so so that shit is sad on so many levels, and I think this uh, we could ex- extrapolate this to to multiple different things. It's like I I I I know a lot of people have like different living situations. They they have different situations with their families. Maybe they're not cool with their family. I totally get that. Um, you you might be in a in a strange city. You don't have a lot of friends and all that type of shit. But like, and and I'm not judging these people based on that, which is why I'm prefacing that um, w- w- with that. But man, if 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 you could be dead for five days and nobody knows about it, that is fucking sad, man. That is sad that nobody's checking in on you for like several days. It, there's no red flags. Um, yeah, it's a it's a sad state of affairs. And you know, uh, it, while while it is interesting, I think 
maybe we should leave that for a future episode. Like, I don't want to, I don't want people to think, oh, this podcast is just going to rag on on Japan like frequently because I do think Japan is a very cool country. They do some really interesting things. Yeah, for sure. I would sure. love to visit it at some point. But yeah, there's a that's 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 a topic for another day. We'll we'll definitely come back and do some some more episodes right. on on other topics uh, related to Japan. And for I, sure. I I think that thing we were just talking about that's not exclusive to Japan like at all. Yeah, no, Japan is just like like they're at the forefront of a a certain issue, like a certain loneliness epidemic that it's going to come for other countries too. Mm-hmm. Like they are not the mm-hmm. only place in the world with a dog shit work culture that doesn't let you have like it doesn't let you live your life. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what uh you as grim as that that can be, I think let's let's bring things around and as we wrap up this episode, let's let's go out on a bit of a higher note. Um so we, we've talked about weeboos and otakus and 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 folks that maybe enjoy their their little their their fiction a little too much um but we brought this up earlier there's there's an element of overconsumption there's an element of having bad taste there's there's like an element of of wish fulfillment and all these other things but um Let's let's say somebody listening to the show right now uh, considers themselves like a bit of a weeb, or maybe they they have their own uh, big interest in like Japanese media. Maybe they're a big anime or manga person or whatever, and maybe they start to feel a little bit self conscious about some of the stuff they said. Uh, what would you say is like a like a a good healthy way to like interact with with all this media and like just consume it in general? Yeah, yeah, Th- that is a really good question. I-, I will say I lived in Japan for a year. It is a wonderful place. Uh, I had my issues living there, but it was mostly like bureaucratic and and a lot of like personal shit going on at the time. But yeah, if you're a foreigner, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, think long and hard. Don't. Um, yeah, my advice to you: don't go to Japan just to go to Japan. Like, you need a reason to be there. Um, otherwise, just save up a bunch of money and spend three weeks there and you're you're gonna have a way better time i i promise you but um um but like as far as japan goes it's a it's a great place like there's a lot of cool shit there um definitely check it out if you're on the uh the the tourism circuit like that's cool but as far as media goes too like there's there's a bunch of like really good shit there. Um, I, 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 I will say like, um, as far as, as far as media goes, I love a lot of the like, uh, old school anime, um, Cowboy Bebop, Initial D, uh, Great Teen, Great Teacher Onitsuka, um, a lot of stuff like that. Maybe I'm just an old head, but those are the ones that spoke to me the most. Um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of good new shit out there too, but um, yeah, j- just, uh, I mean, uh, my takeaway with that, I guess, is don't don't fetishize this place. It's, it's a place like anywhere else. Um, it's I not think- special. It's not magical. I it's, think a good way to yeah. break it down is that anime and manga is definitely part of Japanese culture, but don't think that that is all of Japanese culture. Yes, it is, yes, it is yes, not. It is exactly. a very small sliver of it. Exactly, exactly. And um, and there's bad shit 
about Japanese culture, and and there's really good shit too, um, j- just like any culture. So don't yeah. In in like I said before, I th- I think part of the um, problematic issue of otaku shit is is fetishization of of a certain culture, and um, just know know what it actually is. Um, if you're really interested, really check it out. Deep dive. Don't yeah. just watch some anime and think that you know you could you could go to uh, Shibuya and and pick up a harem because you're like a white person or something like that. That, that it, that's fucking lame. Don't do that. <laughs> Look, if women over here think you're smelly and gross, I guarantee Japanese women will think the same. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If if I was to give uh, some. If I was to give some advice, here's, here's, uh, first of all, I agree with everything you just said, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to add to that is even if you, your interest in Japan is just limited to like comics and animation and whatever, uh, the advice I would give is, uh, try not consuming stuff exclusively made for kids. All right. Like there's a True. lot to like in True. shonen anime, but like branch out, try some other shows, try some like more adult or mature stuff. Try, uh, try getting into some series that aren't about like sleeping with nine thousand year old dragons who look like fourteen year olds. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. This is this is actually something I see with uh, a lot of like Western animation people too. It's like there have been so many like uh, like slap fights and years of discourse on Twitter about like say people who get really into like Steven Universe, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop any take on Mm -hmm. steven universe i haven't Mm -hmm. watched the show i have no Mm -hmm. opinion one way or the other but a lot of these fights on twitter they come from people who only watch shows made for kids and they have very strong opinions as like 30 40 something year old people who only watch shows for kids and don't be that person whether it's a western show or whether it's anime just don't branch out try new things you'll be happier for it (laughs) well i i I think the even broader takeaway that we could we could come from from that take and everything we said throughout this episode is enjoy media there's a lot of really cool shit out there but don't get too emotionally invested in these things this is not a lifestyle this is not a part of you it's it's entertainment Yes, it's, ne- it's, ne- it's never going to replace the very real need for, for human connection that every single person has. And I don't care if you say, oh, but I'm introverted. Oh, I need I need my yeah. private space. No, yeah, no, yeah. everybody needs connection. Make friends. Uh, if you take one right. thing away from anime, make it be all the all the really like silly power friendship stuff. Okay, it's important. You need friends. Connect with other people. Enjoy enjoy this media socially. Make friends with other people who yeah. you can enjoy uh, stuff with and enjoy uh, new new media that is not just like fucking isekai number four thousand and one. Exactly, <laughs> and, and that's that's not what. That's not what introverted means. And if you uh, if you want tips on how to be a normal human being, my DMs are open. I, I will I will gladly indulge you on that. I, I promise you. Um, just just there's there's a whole fucking world of like actual life out there. Do not live in the fucking anime world. It's not real. There's cool shit out there. It's fun. Just just. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. If you've got uh, like any deep trauma or like deeply personal problems in your life, you can you can send those to farstrider at superdespairwill.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Honestly, trauma dump on me. At this point, I don't care. Maybe, maybe later in the series, I'll be. If like, you've got don't some trauma dumped uh, to dump, leave a comment below. Just dump. No, it. don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe not in the comments, but y- you can, you can DM me. I'm, I'm, How many I'm things curious. have we told people to comment on this episode? There was, there was the cock size one, and there was the, I guess, the trauma dumping. But <laughs> that they could be related. It could, it could all be cock size related. Uh, hey. Some people would say that that it's all sex, sexual pathology at the end of the day, and I don't know if I believe that, but I've seen some compelling arguments. Yeah. yeah well, like, not objectively, at least. Like, hey, your cock size is probably fine. It, probably. Um, it's it's really what you think of it. Yeah, like I said, we we love people of all of all cocks, and even even people who don't have one at all. We love you too. Yeah, there's a there's a place for you in in our fan base. And, <laughs> there's a there's a seat for you at our table in Valhalla. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a good place to leave it. Uh, if you like the show, like I said before, you can you can do all the all the typical stuff to support us. You can you can like, comment, and subscribe, and and all that stuff. But the number one thing uh, we need the most right now is just if you like the show, just share it with somebody else. Uh, just like uh, j- just bring it to other people's attention. Just just like help us grow grow our fan base. Just spread it around. Spread the love. Uh, spread the cheeks too. Uh, just, oh, just whatever. Just, yeah. just put, just put the show out there and make the world a better place. Yeah, show it to your grandma at the home and make the other people at the home watch it too. Yeah, I mean it's a captive audience. Where else are they gonna go? The grave? Exactly. I don't think so. <laughs> Withhold their meds until until they watch the entire thing in its in its entirety. You know, I, I try very hard to end the show on a positive note, but we just take it right back to the pits like every single time. <laughs> it's it's fine. No, nobody's listened this far. They they checked out. They've checked yeah. out at this point. Yeah. I, Except for I the think real I'm ready. ones. I think I'm ready to check out too. All yeah, right. Same. <laughs> Let's call it a show. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> See ya.